Hello, it's uh, 10 o'clock in Finland and this is Out of Line, episode 9. Uh, today we'll be talking about uh, the Georgia Drugger. Everyone has already talked about it and um, we'll also uh, talk about the coronavirus uh, in Sweden and in Finland because uh, we've noticed that many uh, foreign viewers think that Sweden has uh, done something <coughs> special but uh, we'll look at the facts concerning that and uh, I don't know Tina is uh, under a police investigation uh, and she'll be interrogated tomorrow in uh, what in 15 hours uh, so yeah what's that about yeah so the police called me today and uh, I knew to expect the call because Younes uh, had uh, informed me that I am uh, being investigated because he had been interrogated for the same crime uh, earlier and he said that he had seen my name also in the papers there and uh, uh, they said that uh, they have a, they need to interrogate me about a, a defamation uh, report filed by Hanna Huumonen who is uh, like this feminist anti-racist activist and a social democrat aide in the European Parliament and uh, uh, the the crime that I am in, investigated for is that uh, I had called Hanna Huumonen a boner killer uh, on some live stream. So uh, this woman had seriously gone to the police and whined that, oh my god, look at this live stream, this woman is calling me a boner killer. <laughs> and uh, okay, so now uh, I'm going to be interrogated for that. And I am like considering my strategy that how should I do it? That should I just like play it over the top and make a complete joke of it? Should I like be extremely serious and act as if I'm like uh, uh, interrogated for murder or something very serious? Or how should I play this to make the most fun out of it? Yeah, um, here's a video of this. Uh boner killer <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll show it to you so it's, uh, So this uh, this woman is complaining about our live stream that we did two years ago because we do lots of uh, Finnish live streams and we comment on uh, everyday news and uh, things like that and uh, in 2018 we talked about this woman because she had engaged in a uh, she had started a camp a boycott campaign against a an alternative media outlet in Finland. And because of that campaign, the, um, the the advertisers stopped paying for that, and uh, so the the media went bankrupt. And now the guy <clears throat> that run it uh, has died. So uh, yeah, and and because of this harassment campaign that this woman started, uh, the man who ran that alternative media website. Uh, who had uh, terminal cancer, 
uh, had to spend basically the, the last couple of years uh, of his life either under police investigation or in jail. And he had basically done nothing. He had he held a, an alternative website and the uh, police and uh, some leftist activists did what they could to come up with charges that were uh, reaching, I would say, that they, for example, uh, uh, prosecuted this man for uh, illegal advertising of gambling. And uh, because it's illegal in Finland to advertise uh, gambling sites uh, online. Uh, so uh, this man uh, lived in Spain and uh, the servers for his website were, I think, somewhere in Ireland. Uh, so it's very unusual for the Finnish uh, police to start you know, an investigation that, okay, maybe this uh, guy who uh, works from abroad uh, might have broken the Finnish uh, gambling advertising laws. But they were really reaching to find something to stick against him. And in the end, they didn't get him as much of a sentence as they would have wanted to. Uh, but it was enough to sort of ruin the last couple of years of his life because he had the cancer and he uh, died a couple of months ago. Yeah, last Friday we talked about hate speech laws in our country and uh, that's what they do. We comment on uh, topics and then they file police reports because they don't like what we uh, say and uh, on top of that they claim that uh, in Finland we have freedom of speech just that uh, we cannot guarantee freedom after speech and that's how it goes whatever we say we are under investigation and that's uh, well it's it's just part of the game we don't uh, we'd like to change that so we can uh, speak freely in this country but as for now that's uh, yeah, and that's if, how it goes. And uh, yeah, and if you are, are more interested about these uh, uh, hate crime laws and or hate uh, hate speech laws in Finland, I recommend you watch last Friday's Out of Line that you can find here on the uh, D Live replays or on our Bitshoot channel, like bitshoot.com/slash Out of Line, because in that episode we go through several very absurd and ridiculous uh, hate speech cases that were real cases in Finland. So if you're interested in that, I recommend you check out that last Friday show. Yeah, this is our Bitshoot channel. Um, we have 68, 68 subscribers. You can watch every previous episode uh, on that channel. Go and subscribe to that channel. Uh, last Friday's stream was over two hours and we went through some some of the cases. Not all cases, but most of them. Yeah, and uh, we usually have uh, guests over, uh, but uh, these last couple of shows we have made without guests, but we are now booking uh, upcoming shows, so we also have cool guests to uh, come by. For example, um, uh, a leader from the Nordic Resistance Movement is coming, and uh, uh, one very interesting alternative media personality uh, is also uh, coming, but I just need to figure out the exact schedules. And because I, I was feeling a bit uh, sick and feverish the past few days, I didn't uh, dare to book any guest for today's show because I wasn't sure whether I would feel well enough to do the show. So uh, so for today, today it's just Younes and I again. 
Yeah, we used to stream on YouTube in English uh, a couple of years ago, but uh, we got banned then, and uh, we continued streaming in Finnish on DLive. But uh, since people have asked, we do also English live streams. So basically it's like the same content as we do in Finnish, but it's in English. And uh, for example, today we had a, a two and a half hour stream right before this one. And uh, we in Finland, the, the Jugger case hasn't been covered except for one public news network outlet. And uh, yeah, they, I saw one story on Ilta Sanoma too, and mm-hmm. they also said, uh, they they simply talked about the, the murder of uh, Jogger, men are now being prosecuted. It was a very short story, and they didn't really go into any detail. Yeah, so there's not much to say, because I, I believe every one of our viewers uh, already knows about the case and how it's uh, wrong, how they report it wrongly, as they do every time. But uh, it's interesting to see how um, even in Europe everyone knows about this case while uh, other more serious cases are underreported like uh, I had a an interesting uh, article from uh, I don't know from California where this uh, Cory Muhammad killed white people because they were white but that's for some reason that's not uh, there's no, uh, but it's every time the same thing. So I, I don't know if it's useful to to say this because uh, that's the the media is anti-white, the journalists are anti-white, and that's how they do it. And uh, we have to change the system. And uh, complaining doesn't uh, help. We just have to expose these people, and uh, maybe at one point the majority will understand that they are being lied to. By yeah. these uh, people, and it's funny that uh, we are even seeing like these uh, sort of uh, secondary hate crime hoaxes come up out of this. That first there is the jogger story that is uh, basically promoted as a modern day lynching that these white men hunted this poor uh, pillar of the community, <laughs> a great kid who wanted to buy his mama a house. Uh, they hunted him down and murdered him in cold blood. And then that turns out to be <clears throat> a complete bullshit that, uh, okay, the guy was there robbing the neighborhood. He had been doing that uh, uh, for months and the men didn't murder him. They tried to uh, talk to the guy. They tried to like hold him until the police arrives. They called the cops before they went after him, which is something a murderer definitely wouldn't do. And uh, then uh, later on, when there were these protests about uh, Arbery's uh, death, that were and the protesters were demanding that these men are prosecuted, then uh, some uh, white Trump supporter had written on Facebook uh, some sort of violent threat against these demonstrators. Apparently, that he is going to go out and shoot them or something like that. And then it turns out that that was a hoax too, and a black man was arrested for, for making that Facebook post. So he had a black man pretending to be a white Trump supporter to write a fake hate crime terrorist threat to protesters who are protesting about another fake hate crime. 
So I think uh, we are we are seeing a sort of new levels of uh, fakeness here. Yeah, the only reason this guy was investigated was that uh, he pretend to, pretended to be a white nationalist, and uh, otherwise, if he had just been as who he is, they wouldn't have investigated because uh, death death threats uh, and so on they are okay on Facebook and uh, Twitter if the target is us and um, there's a uh, tweet from the GBI uh, here Smith created a Facebook user ID of an unwitting individual individual to post a hoax threat and this is Rashawn Smith that, an uh, Irish name I think yeah, I, we might have his. I've seen his picture, but uh, it's not available here. Um, I think uh, bookmarks. Check the bookmark file. Okay. But um, anyhow, it's uh, it's. Yeah, and it's funny that uh, even though these activists like or the Black Lives Matter and these people, they go on and on about how. Uh, police is uh, apparently murdering innocent blacks, basically shooting them dead in their beds or something like that every day in America. And uh, white lynching mobs are just uh, <clears throat> running wild in the streets and killing uh, uh, good black boys. But still they cannot find like one innocent guy, like one black guy who really was innocent and who really didn't somehow cause his own death. That always the guys that they are protesting protesting about, they always have a criminal record. They were always pulling some sort of a chimp out bullshit before they, get, before they got killed. And they always somehow contributed, uh, usually very much in their own deaths. And they never are innocent, and they never were, were murdered in cold blood. So you would think that with these people have this much difficulty finding some sort of an innocent black guy killed by the police or killed by racists, that they would stop and think that okay, what are we actually protesting here? Because we we cannot really seem to find any innocent black guys killed by racists or cops. And it's funny the lengths that they go to do, try to turn these guys innocent because I think it was the Canadian Black Lives Matter who started demonstrating about one police shooting. Police had uh, shot this completely crazy guy who had uh, thrown a hammer at the police. And uh, uh, because they couldn't claim that the guy was innocent, because they couldn't claim that he was non-violent, the slogan they used in their protest was "Hammer is not a gun." <laughs> so, so apparently, if it's okay to throw a hammer at a cop. That 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 just doesn't warrant the cops shooting you. The cops they just have to like stand there and <laughs> wait for you to throw heavy object at at them. Yeah, and uh, well, well, all, all these. It seems that all hate crimes are um, they're hoaxes. I haven't. I have never seen a real hate crime. It's. Uh, it looks like uh, it's every time a uh, a hoax. But um, if we look at this case from California, there's a uh, black guy that 
killed uh, killed white people just because they were white. So um, one would say that that's a real hate crime, but that's okay for. Uh, these stories are not repeated in uh, in Finland. So uh, it's this guy, Kori Muhammad, and uh, he just says that yeah, I love. I went and shot the these people because they were white. I didn't shoot the Mexican driver because he was Mexican. I just shot the uh, the white guy because he was white. But these are no, there are no protests, there are no rioting, there's nothing, and uh, that's something that has to change, uh, I think, and maybe it will change in the future if people uh, start to wake up on these. Uh, yeah, and this is something pretty interesting. Maybe you could show this this fakehatemap.com uh, where there is a map of United States and uh, Canada and uh, they have uh, added some uh, fake hate crimes here. And uh, there are, for example, news headlines about the cases themselves. So maybe you could show a couple of them there. And it's literally like hundreds of these every year in the United States, or at least hundreds that um, uh, get get to the news. We and we don't we have no idea how many there are that we don't ever hear about that they don't reach that headline level of publicity. Okay, Thanksgiving being prompted by drugs, prostitution, according to suspect sister, um, lesbian woman who was beaten. By the brother of her partner claimed it was because she was gay. It was later determined that she that Be he beat her because he was mad at her for getting his sister into prostitution and drugs. Oh, okay. So that was one hate <laughs> crime. There's one in New Mexico. What's what's this fake hate crime? Again, a lesbian. What is lesbian graduate student at Eastern New Mexico University distributed anti-gay fires attributed to a fictitious group named Feast of God. She later admitted to staging the hoax. And you see a lot of these, especially that the, a lot of these hate, hate crime hoaxes happen on college campuses. And I think that alone says a lot about how toxic the environment is in American campuses that the, it's not just that the students are primed to see racism everywhere and uh, treat racism as it is the like biggest issue issue in the country, but they are willing to go so far that they stage these hate crimes. And uh, I think there was one uh, uh, Jewish girl also who had uh, painted some swastikas at her campus like campus like uh, dormitory, and she claimed that it was a hate crime, and then it turned out that she had painted them herself and. Oh, maybe I think there are several of those swastika painting cases. And then there was one at college campus that someone had uh, written like racist slurs at some on some black person's car, and then it turned out that, that he had uh, written those himself. So always those rabbis are doing those graffitis. But and still, it's always the same thing that even though we know that hundreds of these hoaxes happen every year, still whenever a new hoax comes up. 
the media just eats it up and they regurgitate it without any criticism, no matter how incredible the story is. Like, uh, do you remember the story about, I think it was in Canada, the Muslim girl who claimed that her hijab had been cut with scissors? And the story didn't make any sense. You could immediately hear that it was a lie made up by a child. And it was a clumsy lie because it was quickly made up by a child that the... She explained the story somehow that, okay, I was walking to school and this man came and he cut my uh, hijab with scissors and then he went away and then he came back and then he cut my hijab again. And it didn't make any sense. You could immediately hear that it was a child who had told a lie that she had uh, somehow messed up her hijab and she had made up this uh, assault to explain what had happened to her hijab. And then it had blow, been blown out of proportion when the parents went to the media and the kid was just panicking and you could tell from her that she didn't want to be there, that she was panicking that the lie had gotten out of hand. And still the media kept repeating that story as if it, they saw nothing suspicious about it. Yeah, there's uh, Amundsen asking, did I miss the corona comparison between Finland and Sweden? No, no we, we haven't yet gone there. We'll go there uh, soon, but uh, first we have to uh, talk about these hate hoaxes. Uh, yeah, the media, it's clear that these journalists, they they know the facts, but they decide to lie. They are dishonest. They like to lie and they don't care about the truth. They just want their outrage mobs to uh, start killing white people. Uh, because this uh, Georgia case, it happened already in February. It became public only recently because the video was uh, published. And the only reason the video was published was to incite hate against white people. Because these people in Georgia that were now, first they, they were, their charges were dismissed. The, the prosecutors uh, said, or the DA said that uh, no, there's, there's no crime here. They, uh, they, they didn't kill him, or he just accidentally died because uh, he grabbed for the gun and uh, and so on. But uh, these people that are now uh, charged for murder and a hate crime, they uh, they fit into the stereotype of a uh, racist redneck with a pickup truck in Georgia, and that's why they they make these uh, stories and well they hate they hate uh, themselves they hate uh, everybody so the journalists they 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 do this it's it's uh, they are paid to lie and uh, the thing is that uh, nowadays it doesn't work so well because uh, we can uh, we can state the facts and uh, that's how it works now but um, yeah, and you sometimes also hear these stories in which children make up these uh, stories. Like, I remember one story in which there was a black uh, girl, I think she was nine years old or something like that, and she claimed that uh, some boys in her school had, uh, uh, in a racist way, attacked her and cut her hair, like cut her dreadlocks. <clears throat> and then it turned out that uh, no such uh, attack happened. But it's interesting that even at such a young age, uh, but there had been like some arguing between the kids. 
So the girl wanted to sort of have her vengeance on the guys by making up this lie about the racist attack. And uh, it's uh, funny to see that the, uh, even children are primed to make up uh, lies about racism. That uh, it's uh, so obvious in our society that making up racism is profitable and you can use it in your advantage. That even children are doing it like out of their own initiative. Yeah, and these uh, Georgia dudes, uh, now that they are charged, if if the court decides that uh, they are innocent, it will create riots and it will create random attacks against whites. And if they are found guilty, um, it will also create riots. Yeah, and I think this is sort of taking the American justice system in a horrible direction that uh, you used to have the idea of rule of law, that uh, uh, you go by the law and the law is the same for everybody and justice is blind. But these days it's sort of like the online outrage mob is leaking into the actual justice system that, okay, first these guys are not prosecuted because there is no legal basis for prosecuting them. But then if people whine enough, then they say, well, okay, let's just prosecute them if these guys want want that to happen. So instead of going by the law, you are basically allowing this online outrage mob to rule uh, who gets prosecuted and who doesn't. And you could see the same thing in the Charlottesville trial, that it was very clear that the case wasn't handled just like any case. Uh, the uh, It was uh, decided from the get-go that the guy is guilty and his uh, conviction was absolutely ridiculous. So it was very clear that uh, the entire process was very much influenced by the publicity and the public opinion about the case. And then you see these extreme cases like uh, some Kim fucking Kardashian going to Trump and pleading that some black female murderers are let out of jail. People who have murdered people in cold blood. Those they want out of jail. Out of jail. Uh, but these uh, white guys they of course want in jail. Uh, but like Kim Kardashian is fighting to get these uh, black female murderers released and she has several times gotten her way with this. So imagine that instead of having that rule of law that okay we follow the law and the law is same for everyone, it's that okay that we follow the law and the law is the same for everyone except if you get get some celebrity with enough clout in your corner to defend you and to sweet talk the president about your case and then you're let off the hook. Then it doesn't matter if you have murdered a man in cold blood just to rob him. No, it doesn't matter because Kim Kardashian is uh, here to rescue you. So we can like disregard the law here. Yeah, and it's the same people that are outraged if uh, if justice is uh, influenced by the media or media pressure. They say we have to have independent courts, but when it's good for them, they don't. Uh, really care and it's this absurdity and stupidity that is uh, outraging all the time and it's I also also going to mention uh, Charlottesville but Tina already did and uh, it's uh, we have a case in Finland where a journalist called me a Nazi Nazi clown and racist and she lost in case 
but because of the media pressure, her appeal was uh, acknowledged by the court and we will have to go again in August, I believe, and uh, she will present all these uh, Antifa articles yet again and she will try to prove that I really am a racist, but I'm, I'm not. And so these courts, they are influenced by media pressure and that's... Uh, that's a fact, and it shouldn't be so. The, the courts should uh, should work independently, but that's that's how it works. Uh, the media they are losing, but they want to keep their um, their influence. But um, I don't know. Maybe it's not working as well as it used to work because now uh, they they notice that the corrections the the racist, uh, the far-right uh, fact-checking gets a lot of uh, views, so maybe we are able to correct this, maybe not. Yeah, and but that's the thing, that um, you have no idea how many of these uh, these sort of hoaxes have actually passed before the time of the internet, when the media was just able to make up lies and there was really no way for people to fact-check any of what they are saying. But uh, uh, luckily, at least now we are in a situation that we are in the constant 24-7 news stream. People can do their own fact-checking. People can uh, get the information out there on social media. Uh, of course, they face censorship there too, but uh, at least to some extent. But um, it's sort of horrifying to start to think about what what uh, has the media gotten away with before there was the internet. Yeah, that's uh, that's one thing. And it's uh, also uh, strange to see these people who claim to be like human rights activists who are rooting for Kim Kardashian when she's uh, trying to get these murderers free. And they are actually like uh, saying that she's doing good for work, that she's fighting for human rights and she's fighting for humanity. That how can anyone root for that? Even if you actually support... Uh, releasing these people, why would you still support creating a justice system in which people like Kim Kardashian decide who gets out of jail and who will be who, who will suffer life in prison? Yeah, who, that, who, are, who really wants to live in that sort of a country? Yeah, there were already two, two different uh, prosecutors on this case and they said that uh, it's it's not we will not uh, arrest these uh, these guys and uh, i have a uh, from the new york times has published the uh, the pdf of the uh, of the da's uh, words from uh, i think it was in uh, in April or, or something like that, and uh, here, here he says that uh, the victim's mother has clearly expressed she wants myself and my office off the case. She sees a conflict in that my son works in the Brunswick District Attorney's office where Greg McMichael retired some time ago. So this was the guy that uh, had the shotgun. But he says that uh, he's worked as a criminal prosecutor for 36 years 
and he has uh, experience in over in over 100 murder case, cases and uh, and he states uh, the uh, Georgia laws on open carry and uh, it's very clear that uh, the charges should not have been raised against these people Arborys, which is the drugger, uh, mental health records and prior convictions help explain his apparent aggressive nature and his possible thought pattern to attack an armed man. So this was the first uh, version, but uh, because of the outrage mob, they, they have raised charges. And the, uh, I think the problem is also that on both sides of the issue, no matter who people are rooting for in, in all of this, people are sort of focusing on wrong issues, things that are legally irrelevant in this case, because in the end it doesn't matter what the Arbery had been doing before the situation, it doesn't matter if he had a criminal record, it doesn't matter what the motive for the guys to go after him was. In the end what happened is that two men stopped one man on the street and said, hey, we want to talk to you, could you stop for a moment? And his response was to attack them. And uh, in this scuffle, he was shot as self-defense. Nothing prior to that in the end matters legally, because they were completely within their rights to be there, even with weapons, because it is a state where you can open carry. So, so they weren't breaking any laws when they had their guns, they didn't aim the guns at him, you can see, see it on the video. And they simply said, said to this guy, hey, we want to talk to you. So. Nobody had broken any law, uh, or, or these guys hadn't broken any law to that point. He attacked them, they uh, they used self-defense. So so it's as simple as that. So it's actually pretty irrelevant to even go into what had happened before uh, all of this. Because all that matters in the end is that this guy attacked people who were do doing nothing illegal, and he got shot for it. Yeah, because... Uh... <laughs> The uh, investigators published this video where you can see the suspect or the victim. It's uh, the same thing <laughs> nowadays, uh, victim, suspect, it's the same thing. But yeah, this guy, uh, he was inspecting a construction site. But everybody has seen this video, but in this video he has some uh, real uh, sneakers. But on the... Uh, on the uh, shooting video it looks like he has timber what timberland uh, boots and uh, i hear that some people say that it's it's not true but i don't know uh, I, yeah but it really really looks like on the later video when he's running that he has boots on i don't know maybe it's a trick of a light it might be but but it really looks like he has like ankle high boots on in that video so uh, but here he is inspecting uh, a construction site, and that's again. what that's what that's what uh, guys do. I, I didn't know this, but uh, yeah, guys do this. They um, yeah, and uh, I saw one one person saying that uh, yeah, but uh, uh, people who are building these uh, buildings, they they should know that uh, if they don't put a fence around the area, then people are going to go in. So if a builder doesn't put a fence around the area and put the, put signs in there that says keep out, uh, then uh, that uh, builder has uh, basically okayed anyone going in there. 
So, like, if you don't fence your car and, um, like, um, tape around it and have signs that, okay, stay out of my car, you are basically allowing, giving people permission to go into your car and steal it, apparently. And uh, one person said that, yeah, but it's completely normal for construction sites to be open uh, and that people who are, like, looking to buy real estate to go uh, go to go check out what what is being built so that they can see what sort of houses are uh, coming up in the neighborhood. So, but I don't think uh, Ahmad no. Arbery was, like, a, a, like real estate, a real estate investor that he was there like, okay, I'll check out whether this will be my new investment. Let's see if they have like marble, marble coverings in the kitchen. After, after he had inspected the construction site, he started jogging very, really fast. Look at here. Yeah. Sort of strange behavior that he doesn't go to the road. He just skips there. Yeah, that's but that's what guys do, and uh, yeah, nothing that, suspicious. You just uh, sneak into a, a construction site or building. I would call it at that point because it was almost done, and then you uh, sprint out of there so that nobody sees you. Like yeah, you have nothing switched, suspicious about you have that. Change your shoes, <laughs> but uh, yeah, they, and then after this video was published, uh, the lawyers for this. Uh, armed robbery guy um, they said okay but that's uh, that's what guys do but now they have published some new videos from october and uh, you can see him uh, every day uh, checking the construction site and uh, yeah, and of course, uh, i could uh, also remind the audience here at this point that um, if you have uh, questions or comments you would like to drop in or maybe topics you would like us to talk about you can send your messages at juneslokka.live uh, um, and it's there on the screen the Live. I'll, I'll put the link in uh, yeah i'm so used to saying that in finnish like juneslokka.live that i <clears throat> instinctively started to say it in finnish yeah, so that's a uh, Streamlabs address, uneslocker.live. Uh, I, I just put it in the in the chat. You can use that. That's our preferred way uh, for donations. You can also use Entropy. Um, it's uh, entropystream.live/vihapuefm, and you can donate there, or you can uh, you can use lemons on DLive. And uh, Tapio sent us a ninja kini. Thanks for that. Without a message. Yeah, and uh, we will be reading all of the super chat messages, no matter what platform they will be on. So you can send them on Entropy here on DLive with the uh, lemon donations or, or on Streamlabs, and we will go through all of them during the show. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. Yeah, and that's uh, if uh, you send the Streamlabs messages between the shows, then uh, uh, we will then your comments will be read in the beginning of the next show. So all comments will be read, even if they come. Uh, when no show is live at the moment. Yeah, that's um, the best way is, I think, uh, Streamlabs. But we'll read them all. Yeah, and uh, on Streamlabs, um, I I have noticed that a lot of people like it, that uh, it doesn't have the character limitations as tight as uh, the DLive chat has, that so that you can maybe write a bit longer messages too. 
But um, uh, is this all about this, or are we going to the corona stuff? Or yeah, let's. Uh, well, it it will be interesting to see how uh, how the trial goes. I hope it's a live stream, so we can watch uh, what they are accused of. I normally they they should be released, and uh, but we don't. It it could go like the Charlottesville thing and. Uh, they will get uh, uh, trialed or convicted, and uh, well, they were just making a citizen's arrest. They did nothing wrong. Uh, they they were looking for uh, for the their community security, and they were good guys. But for some reason, our judicial system is against us, and they are on the side of the criminals. So. Uh, Let's see uh, how it goes. But uh, yeah, it could go either way. Maybe, maybe justice will win and they will be released. Maybe not. Let's uh, let's hope for the best. But okay, so um, the other topic we could talk about today is uh, the coronavirus in uh, Sweden and in Finland because there's lots of. Uh, people saying that yeah, Sweden is one of the only countries that hasn't uh, taken any lockdown measures like the others. And uh, I don't know, I, I see people on Twitter or uh, on live streams saying that yeah, Sweden Sweden has, uh, has less cases than uh, country X. Like uh, yeah, in Sweden there's less uh, deaths than in the UK or something. But I, I don't really. Uh, I think that's that's uh, quite uh, that's a misrepresentation because if, if you look at the stats, they have a, a Swedish site c19.se where we can see these uh, stats. So they have three thirty-three hundred dead currently and uh, the biggest hit area is Stockholm and uh, about half of dead people in uh, Sweden because of Covid is uh, they live in Stockholm and uh, lots of them are Somalis and other uh, minorities but if you look at the stats per day You can see that uh, on weekends they have basically zero deaths. Every weekend the the death rate collapses, and then again on Monday it raises again to about one hundred dead people every day, one hundred fifty. Today they had sixty four, but these statistics in Sweden they are they, they I don't know they, they don't report them on. Uh, on weekends and uh, yeah and the stats are way behind what the real situation uh, that uh, even uh, deaths that happened two weeks ago can be added to today's statistics so you are not seeing the real-time situation in the Swedish stats they are much more behind that they are in most countries and if you look at the deaths per million in population uh, 
Sweden is now at uh, spot nine in the entire world. Yeah, they were. And if you only look at like real countries and you leave out the tiny countries like San Marino, Andorra and St. Martin, uh, it's it's on place six in uh, uh, death per million population. So, uh, so yeah, it's not as if the situation is somehow... Uh, great in Sweden and actually uh, us in Finland we are suffering from the bad response in Sweden because Sweden of course is our neighbor and um, there is a lot of traffic between Sweden and Finland in Lapland in the north uh, and a lot of Finnish people work on the Swedish side of the border and vice versa and now those people who go, travel to Sweden to work they are carrying the disease back to Finland and um, if you look at the map that shows uh, the sort of corona density in different areas in Finland, there are two hotspots that are way worse than anyth- anything else. And the first one is very understandable, and it's uh, there in the south, uh, uh, the Helsinki area, and uh, that's uh, the capital area. So it's and it's the most densely popul- populated area. Uh, in Finland, so it's very understandable that you have a lot of cases there, but then when you go up north, you suddenly get this strange spot here. This is not densely populated area, (laughs) this is sort of a peripheric area, but that is where the most popular border crossing location Sweden is. So that, uh, that place there is the coronavirus leaking from Sweden into Finland. Yeah, so you have the border with Sweden here in dark blue, and then in the south you have the uh, Helsinki area, which is also the most uh, multicultural area. 20% of cases in Helsinki are Somalis, and uh, there's also other minorities affected by this. But yeah, you have the Helsinki area, that is a very multicultural area, and the border with Sweden. And... um, that's uh, that's uh, because we we used to say that Sweden is a uh, is a uh, we can look at the example Sweden they have uh, lots of migrants uh, I don't know twenty percent of their population is uh, migrant they will become a minority in uh, a few years in their own country so we. We were afraid that they will, and also in 2015 when there was this so-called migrant crisis in Europe, Sweden dumped towards our country uh, 32,000 migrants. Sweden took 160,000, but they they sent us uh, 32,000 and they came through that uh, border. Yeah, and Sweden was basically in violation of international contracts when they did that because... Uh, the Dublin Agreement uh, uh, demands that countries in in the EU uh, register all asylum seekers and do not allow them to cross the country unregistered into other European countries. But Sweden, uh, they basically bust uh, these people from the south of Sweden to the border of Finland in Lapland. And they even told the asylum seekers that they were given free train, t- train tickets, free bus rides to uh, go to Finland instead. So uh, Sweden has sort of a bad history, bad record when it comes to stuff like this, that they uh, 
they they don't have the courage to handle things themselves so they make their neighbors suffer for for from from their own weakness when it comes to dealing with bad situations yes. that they didn't have the balls to actually close the borders and not take in the migrants so they started dumping them uh, in their neighboring countries and now they didn't have the balls to do anything about the coronavirus and uh, instead of um, dealing with the situation they have in their own country uh, the swedish like health officials are lashing out at the neighboring countries and uh, basically bashing the responses of all other countries and it seems like very defensive behavior from Swedish Swedes that um, it seems like that they know that they dropped the ball they know that they they have caused a lot of deaths because in Sweden uh, a lot of the deaths come from uh, old folks homes like nursing homes and uh, they claimed in the beginning of the covid epidemic that they would uh, uh, take all precaution to protect the the vulnerable people in nursing homes but they didn't do that they didn't put in any restrictions so the disease got in there they didn't do any testing uh, they have unskilled ta- staff there they they have like staff like somali nurses and or african nurses who think that snow kills the coronavirus yeah, we have like a, that's a real story from sweden we have a report from a finnish nurse uh, working in sweden that uh, reported that uh, my co-workers were clapping when they saw uh, snow because uh, they said that yeah now that there's snow the, the snow will kill the coronavirus in sweden so that's the level that they have there and sweden is a is a shithole anyways uh, do not do not be a neighbor of a shithole like sweden and but we we don't have a choice and uh, so their migrant situation is uh, terrible their rape situation is terrible their coronavirus situation is terrible but for some reason since sweden is one of the uh, very few countries that didn't uh, Put on a lockdown. Uh, I think there's Belarus, uh, but that's not a real country. Uh, they don't have cases because nobody goes there, and that's the only way that we could have uh, avoided this virus by closing the borders in January or February. The first case we had in Finland was in January. It was a Chinese uh, tourist from Wuhan that brought it to Finland and uh, also we had some Finnish tourists that went to Italy and Austria and they brought it back here but our government was so uh, and still is so retarded that they uh, didn't do anything but for some reason our prime minister is in uh, Vogue magazine saying and she's praised by the Guardian and every other uh, fake news outlet that yeah Finland is doing a great job but no we the only reason that finland has a low death rate in this uh, thing is because of our culture we don't uh, interact like uh, italians or uh, spanish people we have we have been social distance in since uh, before it was cool yeah and like uh, uh, for Finns, it's not a big deal at all to 
hold that like a two meters distance to other people. That's how Finnish people like to act in any situation. That if you have people in any public spot, people in a park, people waiting for a bus, they will keep that amount of distance. That's just how the culture is. So it's easy for Finns to do that. And I think it's also that uh, uh, because we are still a pretty homogeneous country when it comes to demographics, and we still have a very strong Finnish culture here, uh, that uh, it's uh, easier for easier to get to people to voluntary, voluntarily uh, do the social distancing. Because if you have uh, the fractured demographics like you have in a USA, uh, and uh, some of them are going to follow the rules, some are going to ignore them, then of course you are not going to have any success with your measures. But if you have a somewhat homogeneous population like in South Korea or in, or in Finland, and they have the sort of culture that they have strong solidarity, they have a strong group responsibility or feeling of responsibility, then it's easier to get them to uh, follow the social distancing rules without uh, pushing like mandatory restrictions on them. Yeah, on uh, VK we have a huge ass uh, saying that uh, I've been social distancing for seven years. Mm. Yeah, you can watch our show also on VK, vk.com slash FM. That's a uh, Russian platform that is hated by the, the SJWs. You can follow us on VK. We are also live on Periscope. You can... Uh, comment here but there was a rhodium maiden on d live asking how is the swedish corona situation terrible well if you look at uh, this picture this is uh, about one week old so you can see the red country uh, is sweden and uh, one week ago they had 2600 uh, deaths whereas uh, finland on the right has to had 230 Norway had 211, Denmark 484, Estonia 55, Latvia 16, and uh, Lithuania 46. So you can see that Sweden has 10 times more deaths. Now they are at uh, 3,300. So, and their population is around uh, a bit less than twice our size. Yeah, and if you, as Tina mentioned, the death rates per million or per capita uh, they last week they went past the netherlands uh, so here's uh, the netherlands and sweden went past them uh, last week here it says plus 57 deaths today but actually it's 64 whereas uh, the netherlands had 54 and uh, the netherlands I, I believe they have 16 million uh, inhabitants so um, it is clear that the lockdown measures of course depending on your demographics they work because if uh, people are not together they will not pass the virus that's uh, because there's been lots of uh, scientific talk and whatever but the, the only thing that you need to know is that if you are not in contact with other people, you will not get the virus. That's a, that's a no-brainer. And, but, and uh, one thing I... 
uh, also think is sort of funny when you see suddenly uh, the nationalists who who don't want any lockdown measures they are suddenly using Sweden as this example country exemplary country that oh my god look look, at, look how Sweden is doing it, uh, doing things this is how we should be doing things okay out of all countries in the world Sweden is the one uh, whose judgment you are going to rely on on this. In in no other situation would you rely on Sweden to have the best judgment. Uh, and suddenly all people are, yeah, Sweden is Sweden is the smart country in this. No, they are not. They are just being careless and weak as they are always. That's it. They don't have the balls to do anything. So they are simply throwing up their hands and pretending that that is a strategy because they don't have the guts to actually make a choice and do any measures. So it's all about that weakness for Sweden that they they don't have the guts to actually uh, do anything. So they are inactive and they try to sort of mask that inactivity as as if it's some sort of a strategy. And I think it's so very pathetic that they would do this especially because it has been the elderly who have been struck uh, struck the hardest by this and they have already been let down on so many levels by the Swedish society that in many uh, Swedish cities the public services uh, have been basically close to breaking point like bankruptcy for a long time because the immigration sucks up so much of the public resources. So they have been driving down all sorts of services for elderly people uh, and uh, and uh, they are running out of money, they are running out of uh, healthcare resources and it's all because of this immigration and uh, the old, old people have been the ones who have been suffering from it the most and now they are throwing this fucking virus at them. So uh, Sweden um, is a um, it's an Islamic shithole country. Don't, don't never go there. Um, you have eighty year old people in Sweden that are forced to live in their cars because uh, they have no. The immigrants have taken all the yeah, and the houses. social services simply say, oh yeah, we don't have money to house yeah. you anywhere because yeah. we yeah. we have all this migrant mi- migrant stuff we need to fund. Yeah, you are, what are you? You are Swede. We don't help you. We we have this uh, Ahmed. Uh, he he and his four wives need uh, help because he just was uh, accused of uh, gang rape, and we need to help him. But if you compare to Norway, Norway has forty two deaths per one million. Finland has fifty deaths per one million and Sweden is at uh, I don't know where it is 328 so they have almost 10 times more deaths than in Norway Norway has been the one of also the best countries to they, they blocked people from even Finland traveling we, if we wanted to go to Norway now we we were we would not be allowed we can go to Sweden we, we, but to Norway we cannot go because the Norwegian government's response to this has been uh, very strong. And I understand that uh, there's lots of people saying that uh, this is communism or this is uh, this is whatever. But uh, it's these uh, pandemics they come once in a uh, century, so it's uh, it's wise to. 
to shut down the economy, shut down the country, shut down these uh, things momentarily. And it's it could have also been a, a great uh, opportunity to to change the system, to stop globalization, and to return to nationalism. But uh, it seems like. Uh, we are reopening everything, even in Finland and Norway, and even in Austria and uh, other countries. So um, maybe we missed the uh, the opportunity to to make a change. But uh, but yeah, that's uh, it's sad. We could have used this opportunity, but we didn't uh, do that. So yeah, but I think there are still a lot of things to come that. Um, for example, now that the uh, countries are finally having to actually lay some plans in the long term, like what are they going to do in the years to come? Because we are not we are not going to be able to simply wait this one out because it can last for years, like the Spanish flu did. And uh, uh, we have seen the weaknesses of the like the global world order. We have seen the weaknesses of, of our financial system. So I think it's very important that the nationalists just keep pressing pressing the issues uh, where our uh, the system we are proposing would be better than this one and uh, all the problems that we could have avoided if we had a better government, if we have had a better financial system, because. Uh, all the other activists, they are all lined up to push their own agenda on this. Like climate activists are already saying that, uh, oh, look how quickly we were able to take measures uh, now that uh, uh, the coronavirus uh, struck us. So we could just as easily take quick measures when it comes to climate change. And uh, the far left is pushing their own agenda on this. The, the Even the... Uh, Stop deportations activists are pushing their own agenda on this and saying that we should uh, take all the refugees from the Greek migrant camps here because they are in the danger of getting COVID if they are kept in the camps. So all other activist groups are very active in using this to push their own agenda. And I think it's important that nationalists don't miss this opportunity and focus on like infighting about petty issues. Uh, but instead focus on doing what everybody else is doing, which means uh, like pushing our propaganda out there, saying how how we have better solutions for all of this. Yeah, because if uh, if we had serious countries, we would have closed the borders already in January. We, um, we wouldn't have this, uh, because if we had done this in January, we wouldn't have to have these lockdown measures. This uh, virus thing, it's like uh, like criminal gangs from Europe that enter Finland because they are EU citizens. So we have Romanians, we have Bulgarians, we have uh, uh, Latvians, we have uh, Russians, we have uh, all these people entering Finland and committing crimes here and then exiting the country and uh, even if they get convicted, uh, they are suspended case, uh, cases and they, the borders are open, so they are let in the country. So instead of blocking them at the border, our police force has to deal with them. So first they have to commit a, a crime, uh, the, the victims have to 
suffer from this crime, the police has to use useless time on solving these cases, and there are no uh, real penalties on this. Whereas if we had a serious country, there would be closed borders. These people would not enter the country like the virus wouldn't have uh, entered the country. And we wouldn't have to suffer from this uh, shit in the lockdowns and and, uh, things like that. But Sweden has been compared to Michigan, uh, for example. And Michigan, uh, I believe they have 10 million inhabitants like Sweden does but if you look at Sweden the the most hit area is the capital Stockholm like in Finland and there's a Gothenburg Göteborg here so it's the multicultural areas that are hit if you look at uh, the northern part there's almost no no deaths half of deaths are in uh, Stockholm but the rest uh, there's areas with three die, three dead people, two dead, and uh, and so on. So it is true that uh, the lockdown idea is not. Uh, it's maybe it's not the lockdown that is working. It's the uh, the demographics that is an important factor in this because you can have a country with no lockdown if it's homogeneous. Um, people will uh, be smart and uh, not do uh, stupid things even if they are not forced to do it whereas on multicultural areas even with the lockdown these rules are not respected and they will uh, they will get the virus even with the lockdown so it's a uh, it's a difficult uh, if you look at France they also have locked they have a, had a very harsh um, um, very harsh measures that were the, that were cancelled yesterday I believe so they opened their schools and uh, they uh, eased on the lockdown but during the whole lockdown you could see videos from uh, migrants that were doing like uh, what they do every time they're they are loitering and uh, causing trouble fighting with the police and doing stupid shit also in germany and in all these countries the thing has been that the police has been repressing the uh, the natives the white people population but the migrants they haven't uh, done anything to them and that's a uh, that's well it's nothing new but uh, it's still interesting to to think of the fact that uh, how is it possible that uh, that the police acts in acts in this way what are their orders because every time people say to me that uh, the police just follows orders so i always wonder what are the orders are the orders that uh, okay let these migrants uh, do whatever they want but if you see a german guy or a french guy in the street you have to harass him or in, U- in the uk it's the same every multicultural country has this same thing that the migrants they they don't have to respect any rules they will be most hit by the 
the virus, as in the in the US, you you have raised statistics about this. So the the minorities uh, they are hit the worst, but it's also because they don't follow the rules and uh, they and then they blamed it on racism. That uh, yeah, they die because of racism because uh, yeah, we are we are doing the jobs that nobody wants to do, so that's why we die. But no, it's because they I don't know they are retarded. It's the RQ. Uh, one aspect that um, this has uh, shown pretty clearly is uh, how police are going to act when they are given any opportunity of having more control over people. Because in the nationalist circles, there is this certain faction of people in Finland and I bet in other countries too, who are convinced that really cops are good people and that really a lot of cops are on the people's side, but it's just these bad orders that force them to uh, act in a way that is this anarcho-tyrannistic way that uh, uh, oppresses the native population and gives privileges to migrants. But uh, uh, if you look at, the, let's say, UK, even though the cops have been given no specific uh, orders to do so, they have been way, they have gone way beyond uh, Uh, what's needed to enforce the lockdown, like breaking down people's doors if uh, if they suspect that uh, the p- person is having friends over, uh, inspecting people's shopping bags and finding them if they have po- bought like non-essential items like wine or potato chips. And in Finland, uh, uh, it's the same thing too, that even though now even officials uh, uh, and politicians have made it clear that no, This uh, situation gives police no uh, extra authority that they wouldn't have in uh, other circumstances. The Finnish police have been giving people uh, unjustified fines, for example, to people who have crossed the border to Sweden. It's unconstitutional to prevent uh, a Finnish citizen from leaving the country or coming into the country. But the cops have been writing people fines if they have crossed the border in an unnecessary way, in the cops' opinion. And uh, just a few days ago, there was a demonstration for these constitutional rights uh, at the steps of the parliament building. And the cops came there. The people weren't bothering anyone. It was like 12 people and a dog sitting there at the stairs of the parliament building. They weren't a threat to anyone there. They weren't bothering anyone. They were just sitting there. The cops came there, they told these people to leave, and when the guys told them that no, it's our constitutional right to demonstrate here, uh, the cops uh, attacked them with uh, tasers and uh, uh, locked some people up and fined people. Uh, and uh, now we have even the officials confirming that no, this they don't have the right to do this. They have no special authority to break up these sort of demonstrations. Yeah, so this was from Saturday. Here is a guy getting tasered by uh, uh, these uh, retarded uh, people. And uh, here's the same Finnish police when they are hanging out with, uh, I don't know what these guys are, rappers or something. But here, the Finnish police with uh, migrants Here's the Finnish police against Finnish people. 
that uh, every every single time the same uh, story they are repressing us but these migrants they have uh, they can do whatever they want yeah, there, there they, was... uh, a couple of years ago Yunes was arrested on Independence Day for no reason and uh, he was also fined for insubordination uh, for like refusing police orders and he uh, pleaded not guilty to that and refused to pay the fine so the case went to court and then on the court uh, we showed the live stream of the situation because we have be- we have been live streaming all day so everything that happened during that day uh, was caught on tape and it uh, showed that there was no insubordination there was no uh, refusing police orders and uh, in the end, even one of the cops who was in the situation ended up testifying for Yunes and saying that no, uh, he didn't. He didn't see uh, him uh, uh, breaking any police orders. And uh, if Yunes hadn't uh, taken that case to court and court, and he had just paid his fine like people usually do, like very, it's very rare that people take these matters to court. Usually, they just pay up and shut up. And they think that it's uh, they don't want to make a fuss about it. They they don't want to have to go to court. They don't want to have to get a lawyer and get prepared. So they think it's the easier way out. But that's how it is that they just randomly uh, oppress people. They randomly arrest people and they randomly find people. And they just hope that nobody like really... Uh, uh, really starts uh, defending themselves against that. Yeah, that was uh, Independence Day 2017. They jailed me for 12 hours uh, for just walking the street with my camera. But I won the case in court uh, last uh, December. And uh, that's... uh, Well, I've been to jail for many times for absolutely no reasons. When I said I didn't do nothing, that's, that's not an excuse it's just a fact and uh, we have videos every time uh, proving this and also i won in court so uh, that's an uh, interesting thing but uh there's a rhodium maiden that or maiden that sent 14 euros and 88 cents on streamlabs and he asks, where did Tina get her beautiful earrings and shirt? Love from Rodeo Maiden. Thanks uh, thanks for the donation. Yeah, thank you so much. So I'm not sure about the earrings. Maybe they are from Wish or something like that. I usually just uh, buy like uh, cheap stuff uh, from China because I'm cheap. Uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't like to spend a lot of money. You on... shouldn't buy things from China. Uh, well, uh, of course, I haven't bought any stuff from China lately. I'm too nervous to. I would be too nervous to order anything, anything from there. And of, and I'm um, sort of uh, leaning for uh, boycotting China after all this and not buying the cheap crap anymore. And uh, and uh, this is actually not a shirt. This is uh, sort of a mini dress, and this is from H and M. So it's a uh, dress made. By uh, Bangladeshi slaves, I think. <laughs> Probably. Yeah, but, but, the, they, but the child la- slaves in Bangladesh, they ha- have the little hands so they can make all these nice laces there very, very neatly. Yeah, it would be cool that we, if we could stop this, uh, this, uh, this nonsense that is uh, going on. 
and um, yeah, there's uh, Kiss Kardashian that got a subscription. No, she she gifted a subscription to Canardian. Okay, great. Yeah, you can subscribe to our channel on D Live. You can also uh, donate on uh, on Streamlabs Uneslocker.live. Uh, That's uh, the address here. And uh, we have also entropy if you want to donate. But uh, yeah, we we'll, we stream on Tuesdays and Fridays at three Eastern. That's uh, nine Central European time. It's eight UK and ten in Finland. Um, we get lots of uh, guests. We might have. Uh, like we are open to discuss uh, things with anyone because mostly we like friendly talks but if if a leftist wants to uh, talk to us we will uh, also have them and uh, that's maybe those are the most interesting uh, streams where you have a leftist uh, saying that open borders is uh, we need multiculturalism and then we just state facts and uh, they lose but they still claim that they won the debate uh, so we we our streams are on uh, tuesdays and fridays at 3 eastern you, we have a telegram channel you can subscribe to so you get the notifications every time we go live and uh, that's uh, that's about that and, uh, i don't know if uh, maybe if we i don't know do we have any guests on Friday or? Uh, I haven't booked anyone yet, but I think we will have because okay. uh, I have been planning with one person, but okay. haven't yet said so. I think there will be. Yeah, we'll get uh, lots of cool guys. We, as Tina said in the beginning, we'll might, we might have a uh, guy from the Swedish resistance movement. Uh, he's a real Nazi, and um, we, we might have lots of. Uh, interesting people and uh, it's always interesting to hear different uh, people say uh, things and uh, of course the today's biggest topic was this fact checking on the Sweden situation because I've seen lots of uh, people saying that Sweden uh, Sweden is uh, Sweden has peaked and uh, but actually not they haven't peaked. They are still getting 100 dead people every day. And you have to keep in mind that Finland has maybe 250 dead people because of the virus. So every second day, Sweden has the same amount of dead people as we had had during this whole uh, crisis. So... Uh, it is clear that the uh, because one argument of the people that say the lockdowns are uh, useless is that uh, they are about the same amount of dead people because of the common flu or some it's just a flu or, or something but uh, when there's uh, a flu epidemic there are no lockdowns whereas in this case we have lockdowns so what we should look at is that 
are uh, it's clear that more people would have died without the lockdown measures and there, there's lots of people whining that yeah but my my uh, my economy and, and so on but is it is it really that important and yeah and uh, i'm not such a fan of our current financial system that I would be like a diehard ruling for it to survive. I I think this is actually a good opportunity for us to get major changes made that needed to be done. And if there was no crisis that forced us to make those changes, I don't think we ever would have gotten a chance. So I think it's important that we try to make the most of this and push the things that are important to us. Yeah, and, we, we should... I, and I sometimes see this... Uh, points that are really, really, really stupid. Like uh, Candice Owens was saying that uh, uh, tweeting statistics about uh, influenza and she was so showing stats that uh, showed that influenza cases have gone down from last year uh during the covid epidemic and she was trying to present it as if like ha ah, look isn't it strange that uh, influenza deaths have gone down and she was uh, sort of insinuating that the influenza deaths are now counted in as covid deaths that oh it's a miracle that influenza has suddenly gone down well yeah because the same measures that work against COVID also work against spreading of influenza. If you have a lockdown because of coronavirus, if you have a social distancing because of coronavirus, the influenza won't be able to spread in the normal way either. Yeah, and also <laughs> we have had a lot less crime because uh, since we are in lockdown, the migrants cannot uh, rape us or uh, rob us. So there's the statistics shows show that uh, there's a drastic drop on these crimes. Uh, people say that, uh, yeah, but now that uh, we look at the stats, uh, there are less people dying than on a normal regular year. But that's because uh, there are a lot... There are less uh, car accidents, and uh, there, of course, if you, people less are not... crime, people are staying at home. Yeah, so um, they uh, are that uh, that limits their possi- uh, different possibilities of dying uh, pretty drastically. So the the whole criticism against the lockdowns um, has been wrong because uh, people are the people that are criticizing the the lockdowns. They are doing it wrong in that sense that uh, they are. The thing that has to be criticized is, um, for example, the police uh, harassing the native population and letting the migrants do whatever they want. You have uh, French police fining uh, 80-year-olds that are walking alone on the beach while they let uh, migrants uh, blow up bombs and uh, rockets and grenades and uh, burning cars that's okay but so that that's the the thing that should be criticized that uh, if uh, local native people are oppressed because of this that's a a wrong thing but uh yeah that's our uh, 
our take on this. I I, I wanted to correct the the uh, the wrong facts on uh, the the wrong opinions on uh, on Sweden and the situation on Sweden because Sweden has no lockdowns but they have less dead dead people. No, it's not true. It's um, it is uh, bringing and people are sort of uh, blaming strange things on well wrong parties that uh, for example when uh, there was uh, the threat of a meat shortage in the united states because there were a lot of covid cases in the meat processing plants because those plants use a lot of cheap labor that is very tightly packed they they have bad conditions there to begin with they are basically enslaving like illegals there uh so they were the perfect uh, breeding grounds for the coronavirus and uh, they had uh, i think 20 30 deaths in a short period of time for meat processing workers from covid and then when the uh, plants started to shut down because of the virus there were people who were basically blaming like the media or the government for that that okay oh my god look at this covid hysteria that is causing us to have meat shortage oh look at the the lockdown that is causing us to have meat shortage no it's not nothing like that the only reason they were shutting down because they fear lawsuits they know that if people start if workers start dying in the factory of a disease they then they get they might get sued, and uh, if there is some class action lawsuit again uh, by the workers, that that might destroy the entire company. So it's better to lock, lock, uh, close it down during the epidemic, and then the meat processing companies started to negotiate with Trump, and Trump gave them this this immunity from prosecutor prosecuting that okay, I am ordering you to stay open, and now that you have an order from the president. Uh, you cannot be sued by your workers if they get ill. And then the plants kept going. They they opened again because it was all about the lawsuits. It wasn't about COVID hysteria. It wasn't about government lockdown. It was about the lawsuits. So it was strange to see people uh, blame like the media or the government for a possible meat shortage when it's just the uh, very, (laughs) how would you say it, uh, 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 eager to sue uh, culture in United States that everybody sues everybody for everything and uh, people are granted huge amounts of money even if they suffer no damage. So that is what they uh, that uh, that all, almost caused the meat meat shortage, not the lockdown or the media. Yeah, and from Finland, I showed you the picture from the uh, the guy that was tasered because uh, he was uh, sitting as a protest, but. Literally the next day, we had this gathering in a park with over one thousand people, and the police are letting these people spread the virus because they say that uh, they are less than ten people, but there were over one thousand people here. And, and all- it's funny that it's not a constitutional right to take part in some cherry blossom party. Uh, in a park and uh, when there are a thousand people there the cops do nothing but uh, when it's uh, your constitutional right to demonstrate in a public place and you have 10 people demonstrating the cops come there with tasers yeah and if you look at this uh, video you have a uh, 
Muslim uh, woman that doesn't get tasered, even though she uh, she harasses this police officer and almost defends him. So the police officer is very friendly with this uh, Muslim woman in Helsinki. But if I if I did that, I would be I would be arrested immediately. And uh, so about the protest, uh, here is the uh, park on Sunday and here is the so-called protest that was shut down with police violence. So here we have less people, but uh, this was okay. So the, if you want to criticize the lockdown measures, it has to be on this uh, on the logic but the the thing is that our politicians are retarded they uh, their speeches make no sense and then these politicians uh, recommendations they go to the police the police uh, they give orders to the officers the officers are very low IQ and they don't know what to do, they don't understand anything. And that's how society is fucked up, because uh, because of human stupidity. And uh, I think that's, uh, that's all I have to say about this. But uh, let's continue on. Uh, on Friday, be sure to follow our channel. We started with a serious uh, song. It was Demographic Decline, very nice song i think we could end the show with Zurius uh, hail victory yeah even though i think some people hate trump even on our side but he's not so bad and Zurius, uh, his music is good even though he has breached uh, youtube's guidelines with his uh, racist music that's uh, but uh, yeah thanks to all people that donated you can donate even when we are not online we will read uh, super chats on friday and uh, yeah nothing i think that's about it that we will be back on friday and uh, of course uh, we are here every tuesday every friday at the same time 3 p.m et 21 cet so see you on friday yeah have a nice evening bye winning if I get elected that you may get bored with winning. Believe me, I agree, you'll never get bored with winning. We never get bored.